Dogs will give you unconditional love until the day they die. Cats will make you pay for every mistake you've ever made since the day you were born. Hello, and welcome to episode 244 of Under the Call of MS. The normal Tuesday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, a little bit of whatever the heck I feel like talking about. And today's comic portion, I am going to start out with a kid's young adult. And this is for everybody, in my opinion, because I enjoyed the heck out of it. And I'm 51 years old. I'm ancient. This is Dogman and Catman by Dave Pilkey, who does Captain Underpants, Dogman books, Catman books. This one. I talked about the Dogman book on Crimson Color Comic Club. And then I read this one the other day because I picked these up at a rummage sale. They're beat up and penciled in a little bit and stuff like that. And Kids got good use out of them. And I picked them up cheap at a rummage sale. And I always wanted to check them out anyways. So I got to this way. And... These were perfect because when I pick up books like this, they're my sit-out-at-the-bonfire type books. It's like I can sit outside in the windy weather and not worry about damaging my books. I can just take these and sit and read them, and they're nice mini-graphic novels. They're thick, but they're smaller in form, and it, they just work perfect for sitting outside and reading or wherever. But these are awesome for kids. You want to get kids into reading comic books and stuff. They got little fun flip pages and stuff in them. Uh, some have little puzzles that you can check out. So far, the first two that I read have the little how to draw segments in the back to book, which is awesome to teach kids how to get started drawing. And they do a variety of the characters from each book. But in this one, we got to see, well, in the first one, it was basically Dogman and Petey fighting. In this one, Petey makes a clone kid of himself. Petey's a cat. Dogman's, well, basically a dog and a cop got in an accident. The cop lost, cop's head was dying. And the dog's body was dying. So what the doctors did, they stuck the dog head on the cop's body. That's how we got dog cop. And Petey the cat instantly had issues with dog cop in the first book. And they got into it. Now, this is not the second book from what I know. Because I'm like, cool, I got to see what other books I got to get. So I can read the whole series in order. Well, that's not going to happen because... There's like 20 of these damn things. <laughs> so <laughs> I am just going to, when I randomly find them at rummages or whatever, that's when I'll pick them up or if I find them in a bargain bin or something. I'll pick up more of them. But, yeah, it's not, it's not like you have to read them in order. Each one's a nice standalone book. Uh, in this one, Petey makes a clone, a little cat, a little Petey. And things happen, and the little Petey ends up living with Dogman. 
Uh, ends up going by the way of the good. Doesn't want to be a bad cat. Has a little robot character that Petey made for him so it could uh, take care of the little cat and uh, it basically is supposed to help him with its evil ways so the cat will uh, end up like Petey in the long run an evil evil wannabe genius <laughs> but yeah you see the kitten and the robot and how they end up with Dogman and there ends up being a babysitter that works its way into this whole thing we see more stuff with Petey we see stuff with the mayor uh, the chief uh, there's all kinds of there's a movie producer trying to do a movie about Dogman and wants Dogman to be the bodyguard for one of the actresses. And Dogman sits there and does that. And a bunch of hilarity ensues and problems happen. And we get to see some th evil things that happen thanks to Petey. And there's, uh, Petey gets his hands on some mechanical things from the movie and some, some remote controlled <laughs> items. Also works with some spray again, whereas in the first book I read, he got a spray that made things in the giant size. So he made these giant hot dogs. Well, in the movie here, they have that they're doing. They're doing that movie about Dogman in this book, and they got the little hot dogs, but they're all muscled up this time. There's a hot dog car. There's all kinds of little fun little things that they use to make the Dogman movie, and those things all come into play with little Petey and Dogman and all that and then you get to see the muscle weenies we get to see the giant hero another version of it that we've seen in from what we've seen in the first one and it's just these are wonderful if you want to get your kid into reading and they get a little bonus drawing uh drawing tutorials in the back i say jump on any of the dog man I'm sure the cats and underpants are the same way. I haven't read them at all. And then Catman, I would definitely assume, is just like Dogman books as far as layout. So, yeah, check those out. Great books to get you into. Those in the Oh Yeah Comics books. If you want anything to get your kids started in reading, I suggest those two to definitely put at the top of your list. Uh, to get them into it and then check out batman 89 number one by dc comics this is a six issue run i was all excited because i'm thinking hey we're gonna get get some michael keaton style batman stories back 
I, I could be wrong. I haven't heard anybody else's reviews on this yet. But this is not the Batman I care about. This Harvey Dent character's... All right, but you just these don't give me the feel of the eighties. This book does not give me the eighties Michael Keaton feel to it at all. Uh, the Batman himself, I do not like at all. How pretty much all the characters I've seen so far, none of them really. Really gave me the 1980s feel, 1980s Batman feel to it. And basically the story that you get in here, it's like uh, Harvey Dent, Two-Face is basically running the city and we get a little Joker character in here. And some other characters. It's. I got a thing in my head of, of a person, a character from another movie that. But actually, it's not the one I was thinking about. But when I stare at this Batman, I get a angry. Uppity Reed Reed Richards feel to it, Fantastic Four character, uh, like a cross between him and Doctor Strange, and it feel like it from this Batman, but it is not at all what I wanted. Yeah, things going on with Harvey and Barbara. It's I don't like where just I don't like the story. I don't like the characters. I just I was very disappointed. And we see a kid that's trying to survive and take care of his baby and can't afford to get diapers and shit and so take some stuff and of course the person that stole from he just basically took some food and diapers and the guy's like well I cleaned out my cash register and all that so kid's gonna end up probably in jail the kids kid, kid will probably grow up without a father I think the mother's already gone or something I don't know but yeah, it's it's not if you're looking for a Michael Keaton Batman I would not not go into this thinking that uh, I just think this isn't just just like another Batman story, but I was very disappointed. I sadly think I ordered issue two and three already. I wish I wouldn't have, but see what comes of it. And we have had Defenders, number one by Marvel Comics. Go from DC to Marvel here. This one I bought, I didn't really care to have. I'm not huge with Doctor Strange and all those storylines. But uh, I bought this one without seeing the cover. But they had a 30th, Deadpool 30th anniversary or birthday cover. So 
I went ahead and picked it up. It's Liefeld. Deadpool cover. Eh, it sucks. <laughs> but I really wish they'd have the pictures for these damn covers when we're pre-ordering them. It's like I'd order more stuff if I could see it. There's a lot I skip. And then the ones I do get and try for, that's just ends up with problems. In this one, we get some type of character that can manipulate manipulate realms, I guess. He can, like, stick his hand through a hole and it'll pop up in another area and stuff like that. So he can manipulate the environment. And we see a little conflict between him and Doctor Strange. Well, Doctor Strange is dealing with issues of his little tarot cards being drawn upside down and reversed, and he's got to go through all the means of that, and he's got to put a team together to deal with this masked character, and things go back to Marvel Comics 1000 and some other things that were a while back you'll get references to in here. But we get to Find out a little bit more about this mask character and what's going on. And while this is all happening, uh, things ensue that Doctor Strange has to put together a team. And, of course, he does his little tarot card drawing. And we get to see a variety of characters including uh, the Red Harpy, Silver Surfer. Uh, and a few other characters that I didn't know who they were or what was going on with this. But, yeah, I... Hope I didn't order number two of this <laughs> either, but I think I did. So I'll be stuck with it. But I figured a new Defenders run, it's probably worth getting into anyways. You would expect that to be a big thing with the way all the movie lines are going right now and everything that's happening with Doctor Strange and all that, so. I'm sure they're going to probably do some type of Defenders movie in the near future, too. So they got to get prepped for all that and get everything together. But it wasn't my cup of tea. And it wasn't a bad story. It was better than Batman, that's for sure. <laughs> Marvel beat DC in that one. But just not grabbing me. It was just not... I didn't know half the characters, so that doesn't help. But then one that was enjoyable, that <laughs> is enjoyable and is holding strong. I picked up Dynamite Lives number three. We're still going strong with Red Sonia and controlling her evil forces, dealing with all this. We get to see a 
bunch of Franken zombie characters get thrown into the mix here on this one. And we got Vampirella, Pantha, and a couple other characters on the hunt for the Necronomicon, which is last seen in a delivery warehouse at the, like an S-Mart uh, supply store. And they go to that place to see if they can find the package. And when they do, they just happen to run into Ash and... They get into some scraps and with Ash, and then eventually they're like, hey, we're just here for a package, and Ash is like, well, that's my job. That's what I'm here for. Didn't get your packaging time. I'll take care of you. We'll get you all set up, and he goes to grab the package, and he finds it for him, and while he's... Grabbing the package, all of a sudden, stuff happens, and the Necronomicon basically calls out to Ash, and of course, things start to happen. Deadites are all happy they found Ash again, and gonna mix the Necronomicon, the Deadites, Ash, along with Vampirella, Panther, and all the gang, and they're gonna have big fun fight coming up I think because I think this was supposed to only be a five issue run and we're already on issue three and I'm not going to ruin what's going on here there is a lot of stuff that I didn't talk about happening in this book yet and uh, I think the next two we're going to see huge battles happening right we're going to see a lot of freaking deadites show up to become part of the party so this should be fun and interesting i'm loving that they brought ash back for all these different runs so check that out if you're a fan of evil dead army of darkness any of that stuff or if you just like the dynamite dynamite gang and you get everybody uh, yeah all kinds of people and there's just so many people getting thrown into this mix between the first dynamite run and then this run, it's just been a lot of fun. Now, this next one was Marvel Voices Identity Number 1, the last one I'm going to talk about. In this one, you got a variety of stories uh, of Asian Marvel characters. And the first one was What Is Versus What If?, it was a Shang-Chi story. I don't really want to get into these stories. So I basically give you my opinion about them and stuff. But Shang-Chi story was one where he learns some stuff, dealing with some monks and stuff like that. And uh, we get to see him use his abilities and see how how strong he is. As a great little teaser for Shang-Chi. And a very fun, enjoyable short story that basically completes itself. All these stories have a pretty decent completion to what they are, what they were. 
Uh, the second story was one where we got to see the Jubilee character in the X-Men. Uh, that one thing it was called. And in this one, she's basically visiting a, a tombstone and basically remembering some stuff from the past. It's a very wonderful story about loss and love and just life in general. That was a great one. I really like that story. Then we got a Jimmy Woo story. Jimmy Woo 1959. This was interesting because it's kind of like a little back in time mixed with some interesting spell and other realm creatures. It was a lot of fun. It was great seeing that. And then we have Seeing Red, which has, uh, oh, dang it. I can't think of the other one's name, but it has Miss Marvel in here and another character. And she's like a, I don't know, she can throw knives and stuff like that. And Miss Marvel gives her some stuff, shit about being comparing her to Hawkman or Hawkeye, I mean. But he shoots arrows, this girl throws swords or knives. But yeah, it's a interesting little story of friendship and love and life in general. Uh, then we get personal heroes, which this story, I don't know these characters. Uh, I know Bishop. Bishop's in here. But I don't know who Wave is. She's awesome. And she's a younger gal that I'm guessing... I don't think she lives in the water. I think she just can. I think she can just manipulate it or something. I... It's kind of weird because it would think with her name that she's doing the stuff in this story that relates to the water issues and creatures. But it's some other creature that's controlling the water in this story. And with her name being Wave, that's what I assumed her ability was and that she was doing it when I first started reading. But it's a great little team-up story and family. Uh, it was a fun one to check out. And then Singular Plural. I can't think of... I don't know what we have... for a character in this one. Uh, I don't know if her name is Silhouette. But she's a disabled female, but she also has some powers that we get to see in here. And 
I didn't really get who she was or what what power she all had, but I was really interested in this character. His story pulled me in, too. And then we have traditional pink sushi, which is an anime-style one, and it's like there's a silver samurai character, which I think is just this little kid's imagination, but I'm not positive because I don't know nothing about these characters either. But this is just a fun little story of like a mother getting their child to eat food that they may not like, something like that. But it was an enjoyable story, but I, I just don't know who that those characters are either. And then New York State of Mind consisted of uh, a couple of characters also that I didn't know much about. And I should have really wrote the names down for all these people. That would have been easier to figure out. But uh, one character, Silk, I know who she is. And the entity they deal with in here is Scarecrow, who I know who that is. But his name is Braun. I'm not sure if he's kind of, and he's green, so I don't know if he's got Hulk-like abilities or if he just stays his side and just has super strengths or how it works because it's not like he hulks up or anything. So I don't know if he is a Hulk, but they do talk about uh, radiation and stuff like that in there. But those were just wonderful, and... I really enjoyed this. I bought it because it was the Asian Asian superheroes, which I really enjoy. Of course, the American, the Canadian, Asian superheroes are the ones I follow more. And I wasn't going to get any more of these. I just, I just wanted this one because I liked a lot of the characters in it. But then... And I get to the end of it, and the next one, which I knew what it was, but the next one's based on Hispanic characters, I believe. And, yeah, I definitely want it. I mean, this was really fun to fun read. Nice, solid, complete stories for being, what, two, three, four, five, six-page stories. I don't know. I think four pages maybe were the top. Four to five pages, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well worth it. Marvel Voices Identity. Check it out and watch for other ones. Who knows what type of characters they might be bringing out for these. I hope they keep doing a bunch of different ones. Helps me meet new characters and I get a variety of fun stories that aren't ongoing that I can actually enjoy. So check those out. And we will get back to you right after this with some multiple sclerosis stuff and whatever. All right. 
start out, well, for one thing, I want to mention on for some entertainment wise. If you watch the Crimson, watch or listen to the Crimson Color Comic Club this week, the letters page had a question: What, what if comic would you like to see published by Marvel? And I, I was just sketching a bunch of stuff down, trying to figure out something last minute. And I mentioned off a few things that I had, and I forgot to mention one of them was just a concept for creature style. And I did. I was thinking, like, what if vampires lived off vitamin D, sunlight, and basically like darkness, moonlight was deadly to them. So they couldn't go out in the dark. Uh, you'd see them wandering in the streets all gassed out, trying to be cool during the day, and then going and hiding at night. <laughs> and what if werewolves were skinless chihuahuas when they turned? Kind of like a hairless cat, <laughs> but a chihuahua form. And what if zombies crave toenails instead of brains? <laughs> I know zombies nowadays just just focus on the human flesh there is nothing about brains anymore at least on most of movies and concepts they're doing lately is that instead of brains go with toenails they're chasing you around trying to grab your feet sneaking up to people in bed and (laughs) start chewing on their feet (laughs) yeah I I forgot to mention that I think I'm pretty sure I didn't bring that up when I was going through my notes, seeing that. Then I wanted to mention a couple games I picked up because I had 71 cents in my Microsoft account that I needed to spend, otherwise I was going to lose it. So I looked at my Microsoft points, which, by the way, I mentioned before, if you want to earn some free money for video games or just get gift cards to Starbucks or stores or whatever, uh, just have Bing. The Bing homepage, uh, and it doesn't have to be your regular search engine. You can just go to Bing, but have your account set up, and you can earn uh, 150 points just by clicking every day. Another 100 if you have your uh, do it on a tablet or whatever, or your phone. And then they have little side things you can earn up to shit up to another 100 points a day, but you turn those points in and I oh, I want to say it's around five, 6,000 points get you a $5 Microsoft card if you're like me and I've got like tons of video games for free on my Xbox account because of Bing. So that's an awesome way to do it. But I had another $5 worth built up. So I cashed that in and I picked myself up two video games that were on sale for a couple dollars each. And the first one I got was A Walk in the Dark. You get to basically play as a cat. It's like a black and white and a black cat that you are who just... The cat's basically searching for its owner, a young girl that gets kidnapped by some type of black evil spirit, uh, demon-type spirit. It's like I said, all the visuals... I'm pretty sure they had movie clips that were in color, and then uh, the visuals are pretty much black and white. But it's very simple, 
graphics, very simple gameplay, but a lot of fun. Uh, just running along as a cat, side scrolling, trying to find your owner, and then you'll just flip to, I'm guessing, the Dark Realm as you get to play the girl. And she just, it's that style where you're walking and then you hit your button to jump and you flip upside down and stick to the ceiling. And you go and then flip again and stick to the floor and then flip again and stick to the ceiling. Every time you jump, then you got to jump at angles and stuff so you can avoid spikes and all that type of stuff. But yeah, that was a fun game. I only played it for about an hour, so I got a long ways to go on. I'm sure I could, I'll get irritated with it eventually. Then the other one that was really cool, it's just cheesy graphics and stuff, cheesy, simple games. And so far, I've only played this one for about an hour or two, and so far the games I mashed up ended up having a lot of the same style characters, tanks, and stuff like that in it. So I don't know if I get more. If I get my online account set up again, I might get extra stuff to download and all that for it. But it's called Super Mash. Super Mash. Uh, basically starts out with a, like a rummage sale atmosphere, and there's this young kid that asking his mom if he can get this little beat-up Game Boy handheld-looking game system at a swap meet, and it was a cheap little thing, and his mom's like, nope, come on, we're out of here. You don't need that crap. The kid was all bummed out, but the kid didn't whine. The kid didn't turn into a little spoiled brat and throw a hissy fit. He just went off on his way. And this video game store worker has like a new handheld game in his hand that he's bought for himself that he's playing with. And he's like felt bad for the kids. So since the kid wasn't a little shithead. He went and gave the kid his handheld system, which is probably a pretty expensive one, by the way, it looks of it. That was really cool of him. And this other lady seen that going on, so she gave the guy that gave his system to the kid a box full of like, game stuff. And they take it back to their shop and start going through it, and it's got the mashup system. system where you take two video game cartridges, stick them into the game, and it'll mash them up and make a game of that genre. So you can pick from, like, uh, platform games, uh, stealth games, first-person shooters, uh, shooters like sports and stuff like that in there. Just You pick different style games, put two of them together, it'll mix it up for you. And you get a game to play. And then if you conquer the game, then you can save the game in your game library. And you and a few people are running this video game store and customers come in. And like one lady will come in and say, I'm looking for an easy stealth shoot 'em up style game. And say, okay, no problem. You do it. Throw the stealth disc in, throw a, uh, shoot them up disc in and it mashes it together you beat it you go up to her and you sell her the game and then another person comes in and one wants a RPG style game and the other one wants a long hard RPG style game and you can change the hardness levels and stuff like that on the games when you mash them up 
So this time I go in and I mash up a hard stealth RPG crossover and trying to level up the hard. Well, I haven't beat it yet, so <laughs> I gotta do that yet. But yeah, this is a lot of fun. I just I never heard of this game before, so that's a nice little concept. Uh, it's a great concept. Great possibilities if they sat there and keep up with the game and add on uh, extra downloads of new style games and stuff is what they need to do with it but I have a feeling this is just a game that came out a while back and you won't see much else about it and then on Amazon I the wife was watching a movie the other night that I sat and watched with her called Barney Thompson I believe this is a fun British murder murder mystery. If you're into the murder mystery type uh, movies, this was a fun one. Uh, had a good twist and turn. I can't really say much about it because I don't like talking about uh, mystery murder type ones because you ruin everything. If you, you give up anything, you could easily give away stuff that could ruin it for you. But yeah, it's it's got that British feel to it and characters and it was a lot of fun that's i didn't wasn't getting into it right away at the beginning but yeah then as soon as a couple things a couple twists and turn happen it's basically based around a group of barbers at a barber shop and some things happen throughout the story of with characters being fired, being killed, being having other people are crossing over with characters that are having problems, and there's a, other murder mysteries going on at the same time. It's just it was a really good movie to I watch if you're into that type of. Type of genre. So check that out for a good mystery type movie for yourself. And I suppose, yeah, we can get into some health stuff here while we're going. I might run out of time and I might have to flip over to a third segment. We'll see. But let's see. Uh, this thing talks about some drinks that you can take to help boost your body in the morning, start your day out, maybe get you going. It's like when you're sleeping seven, eight, nine, ten hours, five hours, whatever, however long you sleep. Uh, yeah, you're, you got to realize you're without water that whole time. So and if you had alcohol the night be before, that's going to even dry you out more while you're sleeping. And that's why you'll get that nasty hangover, headache, and stuff. It's always good to slam a, slam a full glass of water before you go to bed if you've been drinking. Coffee doesn't help if you're a late-day coffee drinker. Like they say, for every cup of coffee or tea, if you're a tea drinker at night and stuff. Every cup of coffee or tea, you should drink like two or three cups to replenish your system from what it de dehydrates out of you. But it's basically by the time you wake up in the morning, your body's likely already dehydrated. 
at least slightly dehydrated. So it's good to get yourself started up and water is always the best option to start your day. But there are other things you can try that can give you other benefits in the morning. Like sitting there and adding things to your water, such as lemon water, can provide a dose of immune-boosting vitamin C. This one ounce of lemon juice contains nearly a fourth of the recommended daily vitamin C intake you need in a day. Uh, You can use other citruses, lime, or whatever you want in there. You can put herbs, cucumber, and fruit to give it flavor. And Cucumber is very beneficial for you in water. You can add a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar to your water. Uh, this can be, this is good for your blood sugar and aid in weight loss and help kill pathogens in your system and be metabolism boosting. Uh, but stick to that one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar a day in your morning water unless you're using it in some other way because you can get too much apple cider vinegar in your system and you don't want that either. You could try sparkling water or coconut water. Uh, coconut water is packed with plenty of nutrients, minerals, and antioxidants. Uh, if you don't want to drink water when you wake up, uh, start your day with... It's recommended to start your day with at least one glass of water, at least do these water flavored drinks that'll help get your water in your system. Because you don't want to overdo water either. You can de- you can drink too much water, but you also need a good good eight glasses of water in your system a day to be staying regular. Keep your system regular. But Depends. Talk to your doctors. See what they say for your recommended condition and your size and all that stuff. Green tea has tons of health benefits. Uh, it's got high dose of antioxidants. Uh, it can increase your metabolic rate. And it can help burn fat. Bulletproof bulletproof coffee basically. Coffee with MCT oil in it, which is a coconut oil. Put like a tablespoon of it into your coffee in the morning. And they say, a lot of them say if you're going to make it bulletproof form, then it. they also, a lot of them put in a, like a tablespoon of grass-fed butter in there too. But that just sounds nasty to me. But I am doing the MCT oil. I think it was helping me before I took these damn chemo-style pills that I'm on now, and I'm going to do these two months without doing any of my oils and stuff. So that's a bummer because I felt like complete and utter shit since I've been off all my stuff. A lot of my pills that I take and uh, my... uh, potassium, extra magnesium, extra vitamin D's. But I don't know, there's a bunch of pills I went off of and then a bunch of oils I went off of and pain, pain stuff that 
took a break from for these first two months. That's that will all be changing. I will be giving you my whole updated list of what I'm doing. But like I said before, test everything out with yourself, flush your system, start fresh, and then start adding things and see what what actually benefits you and then stick with those and don't just do the stuff that doesn't do anything for you, but you heard good things about it. You can amp up your energy with vegetable juice, uh, vegetables that are high in iron, aid delivering oxygen to your cells and fighting fatigue head on. So, uh, Just look at the good green juices. Watch what they're doing. I mean, you want basically specific leafy green vegetables like kale and spinach. Those are things that will help promote energy levels. There's lots of other good things that you want in there. It's like beets are good for you. And chunk of ginger throwing in there. And you can make a pretty good green juice if you can stand the taste of them. I have yet to find one that satisfied my taste buds, but the, you can use Yerba Mate uh, for a cleaner caffeine buzz. Consider a cup of Yerba Mate, which I've never used, never tried. It's a South American tea-like beverage. Contains an abundance of antioxidants, vitamins, and amino acids. Could possibly give you a boost of sustained energy without side effects. Uh, goji berry juice. It's a small superfood packed with lots of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and eight essential amino acids. Goji berries are one of the most nutritionally dense foods on the planet. And so your glass of goji berry juice in the morning could give you a dose of vitamins with a side of serious energy. Uh, studies showing that drinking it results in increased energy levels, increased athletic performance, better mental focus, decreased stress and fatigue. So that's a big positive to start with your uh, glass of water in the morning and then top it off with a glass of goji berry juice. And I think I'm going to try that. See if I can find a decent one out there that's not full of just tons of sugar and shit. But yeah, I'd like to either swap to that or well, I want to get back on my old teas. I got to find all my damn ingredients again. <laughs> and then I want to and then green teas and stuff, those are good, too, for a good punch in the morning after my water. But I just have not been enjoying my coffee lately. It's just after about half a cup, it just tastes like shit. I don't know what's up with that. But it might be the medications that I'm on and all that crap that's in my mouth just affecting it. If you have a sensitive stomach, ginger tea would be great. Uh, it's a good cure for stomach woes, stomach dif- discomfort, nausea, va- nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. Oops, 
to make ginger tea, just add a few tablespoons of finely grated fresh ginger to a cup of boiling water and steep it for five minutes. Aloe juice. Uh, it just sounds gross, but I know it would be great for you. Uh, it got tons of anti-inflammatory properties, help reduce gastrointestinal inflammation, and have been proven beneficial to those experiencing IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. And if you have a hangover, tomato juice is great for that. It can help reverse the effects of alcohol. And can provide plenty of hydration. But you also got to watch out because there are things out there that say the acidity from the tomatoes can mess with us, RMS, somehow. Bone broth is excellent for you. Uh, it's nutrient-dense, packed with all the electrolytes, vitamins, and minerals that your post-party body needs. If you're partying the night before, uh, electrolytes found in bone broth, magnesium, potassium, and calcium are great for replacing what you lost while drinking. Uh, some smoothies are okay if you consider it. They have, you can look up recipes on these, but there's a tomato smoothie. If you're not feeling great, there's a fruit smoothie. That can give you a metabolism boost. And it uses, it's one that uses green tea as an addition to it. There's other immune boosting smoothies. Packed with fiber, vitamins, and protein, but we don't really need smoothies and stuff that build our immune system because our immune system's so high it's attacking our body. So don't make sure you take that into consideration also because that could affect us in the wrong way. So I don't suggest going at the immunity boosters that way. But, yeah, I, I, I'm going to do a little bit more health MS talk yet. So I think I'll end this here, and then we will get back with more fun MS health stuff right after this. Let's talk about pain, baby. Let's talk about you and me. All right, let's talk about pain, pain levels during the day, throughout the day, things like toothaches, maybe worse in the morning, cancer-related pain, maybe worse at night. Uh, you may be more sensitive to post-workout aches at certain times of day, or your sore back or headache may worsen just as you're trying to fall asleep. Uh, just like my MS pain will be way less in the morning when I wake up, obviously, because 
our bodies do some healing while we're sleeping. So some of our muscular pains can get mellow out while we're sleeping somewhat so they're not as bad in the morning and then throughout the day they get worse and worse. Pain isn't just controlled by external factors such as injuries or overworking. More research is showing that sensitivity to pain and pain conditions follow a 24-hour or circadian rhythm. The whole body has a circadian rhythm, which is set by the cycle of day and night, along with other factors. But individual cells, including neurons, have can have their own circadian rhythm, and these may or may not be in sync with the body. Different pain conditions show different patterns of pain throughout the day. Morning pain is found in people with inflammatory conditions including migraine, rheumatoid arthritis, and toothache. But people experiencing neuropathic pain, as in post-therapeutic, neuralgia, diabetic, neuropathy, or cancer, are more likely to have worse pain in the evening or at night. Uh, Sometimes the pain isn't so bad, but at other times it's severe enough to prevent people from going to work, exercise, or even visiting friends, or living life altogether. And there's pains that are so intense, you just gotta curl up and suffer through it, and there's nothing else you can do. Pain at, pain at night can also disrupt sleep, which can make the pain even worse, because you don't get your sleeping repair time and then you getting up the next morning with close to the same amount of pain and it's just going to amp up even more uh, yeah it's pain sensation involves many components the pain receptors in the skin and other parts of the body that sense the initial stimulus The neurons that process these signals and the brain which interprets the signals uh, basically to gain better understanding of how we experience pain. Uh, Researchers developed a mathematical model of how pain signals are processed in the spinal cord. Their results results were published in a journal, which I'm not going to go into reading on. You can read that if you want. It's in the PLOS Computational Biology uh, journals. But, yeah, there's many pains can happen throughout many parts of the day. And you just got to find your best means of treating it. Work with your doctor, work with your physical therapist. Uh, and neurologists and stuff, and let them know what types of pain you're dealing with. But basically, there's a lot of different ways nowadays to treat pain without just pumping you in. A few years ago, you'd go into a doctor and say you had pain, and they'd just fill you with a handful of prescriptions for oxys and all that kind of crap, all kinds of pain pills that just made you worse or got you addicted. 
It's third our big oxy problems that we had going on for the longest time. But yeah, it's still not that much different. I can still walk into a doctor and I mean, I have a condition where <laughs> my doctors will pretty much, if I go in and say I want a bottle of Vicodin, I'll get a bottle of Vicodin. And if I want certain painkillers, they'll give me certain painkillers. Not like they have to question what I'm asking for because they know I'm not a person that just dwells on the shit. I could have been on tons of stuff. I have have been given tons of shit in the past. I didn't take it all. I still have bottles of painkillers that are expired from probably 10 years ago. I could have went out and sold them in the bars and made a ton of money off the shit pill by pill, but no, I'm not one of those people and I just don't care to use them unless I absolutely need them because I know how addictive they are and I know I know how they make my body feel. I'm not really thrilled with that little weird feeling. There's other means to get feelings that you can enjoy without having addictions. Uh, but yeah, just, if you have certain conditions, it's not too hard to get any type of pain medication, but nowadays they have pain management groups and all that because of how many people do get addicted to things. But, but yeah, even if you have stuff like rheumatoid arthritis, uh, sciatica, uh, neurological pains, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just talk to your doctor about it. See what they can do for it and see if they can find something to help you with it. It's kind of funny because one of my pain things I'm on right now is a pain patch that is designed to get people off of oxys. And... I didn't go on it because I was addicted to oxys or anything. My PCP just said, she said this is a great thing for pain relief that they've been using lately. So it's, it substitutes to, for the pain relief and doesn't give you the weird funky feeling that you get from the Oxycontins type pills. And I just... I haven't really noticed much from it. I started out on 75 milligrams, went to 150, then to 300, then to 450, and now we just bumped it up to 600. Now I'm starting to feel it a little bit where I'm not as painful about an hour after I get up in the morning, hour, hour and a half. It takes before I start to feel a little bit more mobile, but... Yeah, I take one every six or one every twelve hours, and get against my gums for a half hour, forty five minutes, and then peel it out, toss it, and just wipe it out, throw it away. But yeah, it's interesting how they got these different things now for pain issues. Whereas a lot of times they'd sit there if they couldn't give you the. Vicodin, the uh, Laura tabs, the Darvacets, the different oxys, oxycotons and stuff. Then they try and push the freaking Tylenol, uh, Tylenol with codeine and all that shit. Those things never did anything. I never understood those damn pills. And morphine, I've had so much morphine put into my system when I was having 
relapses and having flare-ups and stuff like that. When I was having my aortic dissection, they pumped me full of morphine for about a day and a half. Every 15 minutes to every half hour, I'd get a injection of morphine jammed in me. And, oh, my God, just did not do nothing for me. And then you tell the nurse, oh, it's not doing nothing. Oh, okay, I'll give you double. <laughs> it's like not what I'm asking for. <laughs> I don't want this anymore. Give me something different. Or just keep at doubling up and pumping me full of more and more shit that's not doing nothing. But yeah, times have changed since then. That was like 10, 15 years ago. And medical community is getting better, but it's still, I mean, your nose, your nose, your nurse is your favorite friend. Uh, nurses are awesome. They listen to you. Oh, most of them. A lot of them, a lot of them are very good. There are a few that I've had angry ones that have stuck me with needles so many freaking times and never hit the vein right. And this would keep going around and, oh, just angry little things. It's like, why are you taking it on me? What did I do to you? And for fuck's sakes, back off. But yeah, most of my nurses have been sweethearts. Thing. Male, female, doesn't matter. They've all been wonderful to me. Things they had to put up with and do for me and stick things in every orifice <laughs> between catheters and colonoscopies and scans and tons of different things. <laughs> I've had every hole in my body get something shoved in it in one way, shape, or form. But, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for you, but you had put up with me over the years, my nurses. <laughs> but the majority of them were awesome. I've had those few, though, that you wanted to take and lock in a closet. <laughs> but, hey, it's do one more thing we'll talk about some nutrients that can optimize eye health since we a lot of us can have optic neuritis issues and stuff with multiple sclerosis gotta watch your eyesight because it's probably the most important of your five senses so you can live without it but it sucks when you go I mean, when I just have blind Minor blindness for a short period of time. It sucks. I can't imagine. Everything else, not being able to video game, watch stuff, and just see who you're talking to. It's a whole new world. If you can do things to save it as long as possible, might as well try it. Some nutrients that can benefit your eyes. Uh, because of you want to watch out for certain things like common eye diseases like cataracts a condition in which your eyes become cloudy uh, clouded over age related character act, character acts cataracts are a leading cause of vision impairment and blindness around the world diabetic ret retinopathy associated with diabetes and a major cause of visual impairment and blindness. Retinopathy develops when high blood sugar levels 
damage the blood vessels in your retina, which I didn't even know that. And I've heard all the other diabetic stuff, but I didn't know about the retinopathy. So going to have to keep an eye on some people that already have thick-ass glasses that are diabetics also. So i got to watch that, too. <laughs> I'm just talking about some people I know. So. <laughs> talking about anybody that's listening. Well, maybe someone that's listening. <laughs> Dry eye disease, a condition marked by insufficient tear fluid, which causes your eyes to dry up and leads to discomfort and potential visual problems. I used to have dry eye issues. Now I got freaking eyes that will not stop watering. I can't yawn. I can't open my mouth. I, I, I'm just constantly wiping my eyes. And it's like doctors, like when I'm getting teeth worked on. So they're like, are you okay? And it's like, yeah. Just, I'm not crying. It's just my eyes water when my mouth is open and I yawn or anything. Uh, glaucoma, a group of diseases characterized by progressive degeneration of your optic nerve, which transfers visual information from your eyes to your brain. Glaucoma may cause poor eyesight or blindness. And there's macular degeneration. The macula is the central part of your retina. Age-related macular degeneration is one of the main causes of blindness in developed countries. The most common eye condition, those are the most common eye conditions. And your risk of developing those depends on your age, genetics, chronic disease, and lifestyle. So keep an eye on those with your eye doctor. Make sure you're not having to deal with any of those things in the near future at all. But some things that you will want, uh, nutrients you want to optimize are vitamin A. Because vitamin A deficiency is one of the most common causes of blindness in the world. This vitamin is essential for maintaining your eye's light-sensing cells, also known as photoreceptors. Uh, it can also lead to dry eyes. It's Vitamin A is only found in animal-derived foods, but your body can convert certain plant-based carotenoids car carotenoid, into vitamin A. Uh, Lutein and zeaxanthin are yellow carotenoid antioxidants known as macular pigments. They are concentrated in the macula, the central part of the retina, which is a layer of light-sensitive cells on the back wall of your eyeball. Uh, a high intake of lutein and zeaxanthin may reduce your risk of eye diseases such as macular degeneration and cataracts. Uh, now, let's see here. Lutein and xanthin usually occur together in foods like spinach, Swiss chard, kale, parsley, pistachios, and green peas are among the best sources and there is a nice little uh, swiss chard uh, kale pistachio i think cran dried cranberry it's a salad that i make up that i've seen that 
uses a variety of those things that you could whip it up that way. Egg yolks, sweet corn, and red grapes may also be high in lutein and zeaxanthin. In fact, egg yolks are considered one of the best sources due to their high fat content. Carotenoids are better absorbed when eaten with fat, so it's best to add some avocado or healthy oils to your leafy vegetable salad. Uh, Omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, Getting adequate amounts of the long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHA, from oily fish or supplements may reduce your risk of several eye diseases, especially dry eyes. And gamma-linolenic acid, GLA, is an omega-6 fatty acid found in small amounts in the modern diet. Uh, you can find high amounts of GLA in evening primrose oil, and it may reduce symptoms of dry eye disease. Vitamin C is necessary for your eye health, and getting enough of this antioxidant may protect against cataracts. Vitamin E deficiency may lead to visual degeneration and blindness. For those who aren't deficient, supplements probably won't provide an additional benefit. So just check and see with your doctor to see if you are, if you have a deficiency of it. Um, some other great sources to get it would be almonds, sunflower seeds, and vegetable oils like flaxseed oil. They are doing a lot of nut oils now, too, like the sunflower oil, so I would assume that would be good for you. Uh, Zinc plays an important role in eye function. One study suggests that supplements may slow the early development of macular degeneration in older adults. Uh, Some dietary sources of zinc includes oysters, meat, pumpkin seeds, and peanuts. Basically, healthy lifestyle habits such as wholesome diet and regular exercise may help prevent many chronic diseases, including eye conditions. Getting enough of the nutrients listed above may help reduce your risk. Other vitamins may also play a role in eye health. However, don't neglect the rest of your body. A diet that keeps your whole body healthy will likely keep your eyes healthy, too. So... Just be good about what you eat and drink and put in your system. Enjoy the fun things once in a while. Just don't do them all the time. <laughs> I can't say shit because I am not being good at all because not having teeth teeth to chew stuff with really sucks. Uh, I've been eating all kinds of crap for the past since I think it was April when I got my lower teeth ripped out. Let's end this here. Uh, a couple of little fun facts from the past. We got a farmer in Bangladesh sold one of his wife's for $2.50 to pay a grocery bill. A court ordered he be flogged for encouraging adultery. Uh, she must have been going to get rid of her for only $2.50. <laughs>
A woman look. Oh, this is a, one more here. A woman looking forward to her saved mac and cheese when she got home. She was looking forward to eating her mac and cheese that she put aside when she got home, but it was missing. And her, her husband is the only other person there. She was so pissed, she threw his hunting things around, some eggs and hamburger. He didn't like what she was doing, so he threw her clothes on the floor and yanked the phone cord out of out of the wall and then she finally shot him he recovered <laughs> and she went to jail and it's like don't mess with my her mac and cheese i guess but now she's in jail which sometimes mac, that's a dish that you may get served <laughs> in jail <laughs> with your butter bread your shit on the shingle, some mac and cheese. Eh, she might get some. <laughs> Hopefully, or someone can bring her a gift box of mac and cheese. <laughs> uh, but that's it for today. That's eh, good enough. Eh, be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Check out Crimson Call Comic Club audio and video. Check out Under the Call audio and video. Check out the rest of the Under the Call of MS episodes. Don't that, let that monster bother you. Keep them from pecking at your eyes. Do what you can. Keep a smile on your face. Get through the day. And we'll talk to you again. Hopefully soon. <laughs>